Hello and welcome to this episode of There Be Dragons. I am your Dungeon Master, Matthew. Let's go around the room, introduce the players and the characters that they're playing. To my right is... Hello, I'm Angela and I'm playing Abella. Hi, I'm Karen and I'll be playing your friendly neighbourhood dragonborn, Ryland Westfall. I'm Josh Walker and I am playing Scan Felspar. Uh, Tristan Dast and I'm playing Charlie Roughhouse. And Tom Moore playing Nezor Valgulis. And our sound recordist. I do that sometimes. All right. I play as your sound recordist. I'm not actually. Any yeah, good at yeah. It. You play one on TV. You know, sound recordist is played by Elijah Wood, <laughs> <laughs> who is in everyone's house secretly. All right. So, whence last we met? I just knocked someone out with a natural twenty. That's correct. I just like to remind everyone that. Yeah, it was happened. a, and they were gone. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Perhaps we should set the scene a little bit, since people seem to be excited about the situation. You're currently in a clearing that is defined by a large semicircular wall at one end, inhabited by some strange druids that you've encountered who have been partying uh, in anticipation of some great event. You've all walked in and made yourselves at home. Uh, I believe Frosh is enjoying the luxuries and lavishes of the attention being placed upon him by some of the followers. Charlie and Nezor walked over and joined in, much to the confusion of the people who were there. Charlie's still being a bit... I wouldn't say a bit. Charlie's still being incredibly passive-aggressive to the rest of the party. Right. Rylan's hiding in the shadows. Yes, you're hiding nearby um, and have successfully knocked someone over the head. Uh, Abella, you had rushed ahead and was chasing a... Not chasing. I was racing her and then she started to get a bit suspicious and asked me some pointed questions and then that's where we left off. Yeah, um, so you're racing a scarred elf who was heading towards the uh, rear of the clearing where there is a large piece of architecture that has a tree growing in it. Atop which Brother Ten, leader of this enclave, was currently putting the moves on <laughs> Scan Felspar, yeah, and it ended quite disastrously I for don't him. Know. Uh... So <laughs> the first thing I would like everyone to do is roll initiative. Uh, twenty-two. Twenty-one. Twenty. Sixteen. Twelve. Okay, first in the order. Abella, you immediately see uh, above you a flash of light and a scream. The other elf who's with you is reacting to this with sort of confusion and shock. I'm going to try to find my way into the tree. Because I'm like, fucking, oh, it's fucking scan again. Probably doing some shit. It's probably tried to harpoon something again and failed. Yeah, right. That's an internal monologue. You're close enough to this structure that you could scale this, but it is a good 40 foot tall. So you're going to need to use your bonus action to dash to get up there. All right. Well, I'm going to climb it then. Okay. All right. Roll me an athletics check. 17. That's more than enough. Um, so this this structure is made of a whitish stone that's clearly overgrown and has moss on it, but it, it looks a shadow of its former glory. There are crags in it, openings in the mason, and you very nimbly begin to climb up this thing. Oh, Go yeah, it'll be like an Assassin's Creed type thing. Like, I'd hold on to a ledge and then be like, wah, and like... Jump to the side. It. Yeah, rad. Climb a bit more. Cool. Throw myself up. All shoulder Catch. strength. Yeah. That looks fucking tank. Wow. It's all lean, though. Yeah. I can't tell. Just yeah, no. Strength. She's fit. Um, so, yeah, you get to the top of the structure relatively quickly using your Assassin's Creed abilities. Yes, I um, And as you do, you realise that the actual tree itself is growing out of the top of the structure, but it has got a staircase that's leading up further that seems to be coming out of the masonry, so you can just <coughs> move the rest of that way. I'm going to say you're able to get up to the doorway if you do it so at a bit of a jog, um, and that'll be, I think, your turn. So we'll move to the next in the order. Um, Nezor, what are you up to? Yes. 
Well, our plan was always to get Crush out of here when shit went down. So I'm going to... I was more... Fuck, what's the word? Question. Is grabbing Crush an action? I, I'm happy to say it's a free action. Cool. He's not going to be resisting. May I query, do they know what she knows? No. Do they have we're, the we're on the other side. The, the screen, screen, yeah, everyone would have heard the screen. Okay, everyone heard the top. screen. Cool. Um, but it's, in a big open, it's a big open area with trees around it. Can but, I see Angela and how far away from her me um, is she? I think you'd be able to see... Oh, uh, you have no. You have low light vision? No. No, then you wouldn't probably see okay. her from this distance. But did I know which direction she was heading? Yeah, you would have, yeah. You missed my sick flips? Yeah. <laughs> no, I reckon just... I reckon I wouldn't be able to see her to use that, would I? To use message? Yeah. No, you wouldn't have had nah, a visual side of it. No, cool. Uh, so I'm going to point it at... Ryland, because I do know where Ryland is. Yep. I can't see her, but we knew where she was. Yeah, yeah. Um, She's, and... I believe, hiding behind one of the trees. Yep, so I'm going to point at Ryland and say, we're grabbing cross and running to you, and then respond to this. This only lasts for one round. We'll see if I end up using it again later. Um, and then with my free action, I do grab Frosh and start... Just bolt? Start bolting towards Ryland. One thing I will say, though, is Frosh is, like, almost your size. Yeah, so, but I've got Charlie next to me. Yeah, and right. he goes there. He's not as heavy, though. No, no, no absolutely not. Um, uh, Just an image of him dragging Rosh by his it's leg. It's mainly tail like, as well. I did no. think about grabbing him and telling Charlie to go long, and I'm like, there's no way I'm throwing Rosh. That's go just long. not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's not very heavy, but he, he's too heavy for you to throw. But I, I am absolutely picturing just like a rugby pass to Charlie as he sprints, unless Charlie starts fighting someone. So his so. knees? What? Up. Aim up. Yeah. Um, so, okay, uh, you you turn and point at um, Ryland and make this message known, and then I guess you turn back to Charlie and Frosh, who Frosh is just on his belly, just being scritched at this yeah. point. And I imagine you just kind of, what, grab him by underneath his back? Yeah, just that kind of cat grab where it's, like, under the under, under the, the belly and, yeah. and on top of the neck and just go and get him into, you know, literally rugby grab it. Right. safe into my arms, <laughs> even though he's my size. So he's he's completely surprised by this, and then you just hear one says, "They're taking the chosen child." <laughs> yeah, Charlie. I chose him. <laughs> Charlie, what do you do? I could snatch Brother Devito, bring him with us. Yeah, he's a nice bloke. <laughs> I'm them while they're tripping. <laughs> oh no, that's just that is bad trip, dude. That is bad trip. Um, well, tell us for the rest. Oh, God. Don't using use dissonant, dissonant whispers on them while they're tripping. Well, uh, to be honest, DeVito's the only one that's... Uh, he's, that's not his name. It's Duma, but he's the only one who's tripping. It's DeVito. Well, did his name begin with D before we nicknamed no, him? No, yeah, I have names for all of them. You're just not asked. <laughs> um, I have a feeling some of them will die. As passive-aggressive as I am, I'm just concerned that Abella's going to get murdered. Why? It's not an unreasonable... Like, because there's nine of them and the Bella's in the middle of the camp. I can't guarantee she's not someone fucked up their leader's face. Well, we don't know that. To give you an idea of where, where everyone's situated, there is actually seven of them. One of which is um, with... One is in the balcony area with Scan. One is not being knocked out and put behind a tree, so they're effectively out of commission. One is separated from the rest of the group and is where Abella was, and the rest are basically crowded around drinking. Yes, no, my concern was if yeah. I also leave, sure. then they're all going to go 
oh, the screamer's over there and Abella's over there. And then all of a sudden she's gone from one person to an additional six people. So I can't make a decision assuming that you're there. Can I make a point to you uh, to to possibly influencing your your decision-making process? They've just appeared to be extremely bothered about the lack of a baby dragon. Um, as if they're taking the chosen child, I don't know what, how Charlie interprets that. He has he's not privy to the information scan is regarding that. But. Charlie's intent. Well, I mean, I intended to grab him anyway if shit went down, but Nezor grabbed <clears throat> him first. So yeah, but it's it's how they're reacting to. It. There's been a scream, but then they're stealing the chosen child. How do you think that they're going to respond to that? Yeah. Okay. Um, give me. Where I'll give you an insight check just sure. to see. What's drawing more attention? The fact that he's just picked up. Sure. Um, so, so the the inside is to basically just read the area. Just to read the idea. room. Sure. You know, you don't even have to roll for it, man. Honestly, they're they're all just confused. So because of that, they're going to be considered as surprised, so they won't act this round. Some of them are looking towards where someone shouted, they're taking the chosen child. The woman who was scritching Hrosh's belly is looking up in confusion and shock. If they're all just sort of looking around and whatnot, oh, um... I'll hold my action, and if someone tries to go past me, I'll... Grab him. Alrighty then. Okay, so, Ryland, what are you doing? You're watching this from the shadows. Can I see Nezor coming towards me? Yeah, he's about 20 foot away. Okay, cool. I suppose I'll move towards him. How is Frosh reacting to being snatched? Frosh is just sort of like the, oh, what the... I was enjoying that. Oh, man. (laughs) It's like someone coming, like you're having a delicious piece of toast, and someone just comes and bats it out of your hand. Uh, I'll wait, I'll, I'll wait for them to come to me then. So, so you're waiting, beh- you're basically hiding behind the I'm going to stay out of sight. Well, I'll, I'll get my axe in one hand. No. Alrighty. Right, so next in the order is Brother Ten and the Druids. The Druids are all surprised, so they have, they're not doing anything except wandering around at this point. Uh, however, up to the top of the balcony, mm-hmm. Brother Ten has staggered onto a knee and is clutching the remains of his face. Mm-hmm. And he looks up throws you a look that's sort of a mixture between anger and shock and then immediately his face starts to elongate and he starts to grow rapidly these sets of scales he is now just rapidly rapidly growing in size uh, until he takes the form of a large constrictor snake Hmm. and hisses at you he still has a ruined like his face like the face of this this snake is also like kind of fucked up. It's looking at you it's like this thing is much larger than you mm. by several magnitudes. It's probably like mm-hmm. somewhere in the vicinity between 60 and 80 foot. Uh-huh. And you see his face start to stitch back together and the skin starts to regrow. Not perfectly mm. but it's far more like a face than it was. Right. And he's just staring down at you. <laughs> <laughs> Your turn. Um... <laughs> The risks were calculated, but boy, am I bad at math. <laughs> no, no, no. I, yeah. Now, actually, this is where the fun begins. I, okay, so you cast Chromatic Orb last session, uh, and I have to roll two d10s before we started to work out what your magic was doing. Now we're going to go see the results of that wild magic surge you've had to deal with, which I'm just going to say, very, very lucky. Uh, you notice that you have become invisible. Now, I'm going to read out what it says so you're aware of how this works. Uh, You become invisible for the next minute. During that time, other creatures can't hear you. The invisibility ends if you attack or cast a spell. I really intended to do significantly more damage, like, uh, with that initial blow. Um, 
for those of you at home, <laughs> Angela just looked over and um, made the running away motion with her body. Um, do I see Abella? You can hear footsteps, put it that way, running up behind. Cool. Um, I think I'm no fighting that. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, I... Am I where, so could you describe the room for me? Sure. It's a semicircle that's jutting out from the tree. It looks like it's been shaped or grown out. There is a small table that had like uh, what was that that alcohol that you had earlier along with some drinks. There is a now shattered or rather now tipped over and broken telescope. Apart from the actual lenses, the entire thing was made of like a, a wood that had been shaped and was more like a wicker material. Yep. There was what looks like a small bedroll in the corner. Um, very simple sort of dwelling, but... A very good platform for viewing the sky. And was there a balcony? There was. You're on it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. And but she's not climbing up to the balcony. She is climbing up to it. She's just not there yet. Uh, is there stairs up yeah, to yeah, that balcony? Yeah. You took them as you came up. Yeah. Right. Okay. So if I go back down the stairs, she'll be there. Yeah. Um, in which case, that's what I do. Um, All right. I go down the stairs and I see her at the bottom, presumably. Basically, run out of the archway and you'd almost bump into her. Right. Then I grab her as I go, and can I drag her with me? Yeah, you can grab her if you want. Yeah, I grab her, and so an invisible person is grabbing you. That's not gonna go well. Right. Um, hang on. You can still smell him. <laughs> oh my god! And you know what? I'm really glad you brought that up because the snake's primary sense is smell. Yeah. So please Quiet. roll me a stealth check if okay. you want to get away without being noticed. Uh, 11. That's disgusting. That's Scan. not going to do it. Um, all right. So I'm, as you run, you see out of the periphery of your vision, this head just track you. Yeah, this, um, this tongue is sort of just sampling the air as fine. you um, So, yeah. But she can smell me coming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In fact, she could smell you as she was running up the tree. Yeah. Um, so I grab you and we go back down. To be perfectly honest, I think my first reaction would be to thrash and potentially elbow lead with the elbow. Can I possibly... Can I grapple her? If you want to grapple, that's fine. It's an opposed grapple check. I'm going to be perfectly honest. Abel wouldn't be like, no, no, this, I can this, smell him, this is but a, what is this? Come up. <laughs> I can't say anything, so... No, you can't. You can't. No. Um, so, yeah, what well. would a grapple be an attack and break the... I think it technically is an attack, but I'm going to say it won't for the case. I rolled really poorly. Like, ridiculous. I'm going to swap dice poorly. <laughs> oh, well, I rolled a critical one. Well, that's good, because I rolled a two. <laughs> <laughs> we are both okay, not good at this. way better than yours, sir. So. <laughs> um, she resists grabs with dexterity. Yeah. Oh, uh-oh. In which case, I got seven. I got six. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's changed. <laughs> right. Um, Josh does a shit job, but so does Angela. Um, however, you did crit fail on that, so I'm going to say that you've basically clotheslined her. <laughs> um, next action you make, you're going to just be at disadvantage if you're going to yeah. try to get out of this scrap. Okay. Moving on. Um, so I wouldn't have gone neck. I would have grabbed by chest. And I know. Him up. <laughs> but I think the critical failure somehow thrashed so that it ended out my neck and I just clotheslined myself. <laughs> Beautiful. Back to the top of the order, funnily enough, that's Abella. <laughs> Abella, you can actually hear all this clattering happening upstairs as you're just being borne aloft by this invisible thing. <laughs> I'm going to go, what the fuck, and try to get out of it. Waft yep. into her nose. Um, <laughs> roll, I mean, you're getting, you're getting like... I still don't know. I'm like, something smells. I think he's here somewhere, but I don't know where. He's right up in your grill. Roll me to pose grapple check. You'll probably want to use acrobatics. I think that's your better skill. And um, you have disadvantage on that roll because you're a crit one. 
Well, I've got a story for you, Matt. Yeah. I don't need to roll again. You know why? You've crit failed again? I crit failed again. That's what I fucking did. Okay, well, we'll just continue. I got eight that time. <laughs> <laughs> this is... This is <laughs> just be glad you're rolling the ones against a friend. Yeah. 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 What's really funny is I re-rolled my two that I got on my on my dice that I'm now not using and got another two. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to say that you're still on disadvantage, but now you're also feeling like you're getting choked out a bit. The fuck? <laughs> She's just struggling, and yeah. it, somehow you've got her in a headlock now. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it! Stop struggling! You're like, I didn't even do anything! This is all you! <laughs> I barely touched her. I was about 20 feet-ish away from Ryland. Yep. So I'm going to run the last... Uh, 20 feet towards Ryland and get into the, the shadows of the trees and drop Crosh down and tell him we're keeping you safe, stay here. Don't know how well he can understand me, but I'm going to try. Um, and I then can I'm, understand you. Yeah, cool. I'm just not too up on Crosh. He speaks common, he just can't speak it. Ah, fair enough. Um, and then I'm going to ready a dissonant whispers in case anything comes into 60 feet of range of me and it looks like it's going to attack me. Okay. Um, Charlie, what are you doing? Um, I'll just ready my action again. Sure. So again, if someone tries to engage with me, I'm going to attempt to uh, restrain them. Okay. Non-violently. Uh, Roland. Um, how is like is Harosh trying to leave us? Is he go- going along with this? You know when you put like a cat down from like somewhere it was very comfortable sitting, and it sort of does that arch back thing and looks at you like it's really annoyed. It's basically Hrosh. Okay. Can I pop him on my shoulder? Yeah, if you want. He's not going to complain. He's just, again, being passed around. I'm so sorry about this. I'll dump him on my shoulder. Yeah, cool. Would you like me to say what Hrosh does, how sure. he reacts? Because um, he, re- he would react on my turn. Um, and I, he's, he's, he hasn't spent a lot of time with Nezor, but he's, he's much... Not, he likes Ryland. He, he gets a sort of a, you're, you're sort of a dragon too a bit, maybe. Um, <laughs> we could maybe be friends, perhaps. <laughs> These people are so great. They give you so many belly rubs. <laughs> he also s- tries to communicate that to you, but he, you don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's just making like a low keening noise. He's, 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 he's rubbing a claw down his stomach <laughs> and looking at you like, bitch, come on. <laughs> Get the belly rubs. I'm just going to, I'm just going to wait and see what goes down. It'll be a giant snake. <laughs> <laughs> the rather large man who is sleeping with the older woman stands up. He is a very rotund gentleman, and he goes, Where are you taking the chosen child? I was just petting him, and then they ran away with him. Why are you asking me? I'm still here. Because you're the only one I've seen. They, uh, what, what direction do they run? Like that way, I think. Sort of point. Point. Uh, not in the direction they ran. Are you trying to do a session? Yeah, go on. Go on. Uh, that's not Wow, good. we are wow. We're not rolling well today. That's a five. That's okay, neither am I. That's <laughs> fine. I'll do it. Um, wow. So point him in the opposite direction from where the scream went. So sort of like over there. So say Scan is north. Yeah. And they've run off south. Yeah. I'm pointing northwest. Right. Okay. Yeah, sure. So he looks over there, looks to his partner, they clasp hands and then they both run off and go, Come back! Bring him back! 
the others look up at you, kind of like that thing where you notice someone at the party for the first time, and Brother Duma bumps into you and he's still licking his rock, and he looks up and just sort of stares at you. I'll place a, a reassuring high hand on his shoulder, sort of like yeah. slightly heavy, but reassuring a sort of yeah. petty shoulder for him. You know those, the, the dilated eyes? Yeah. Very dilated. <laughs> um, Scan and Abella. Okay, so the druids are still a little bit confused about what's going on, so most of them are going to hold their actions. Scan, you can't see this because you're running away. Abella, you can see this. A gigantic serpentine head loops over the balcony as you run down these stairs and you see this gigantic forked tongue come out of these ruined lips and it tastes the air. And you're pretty certain you can see its eyes looking straight at you as you're doing, like, being pulled in this sort of strange headlock thing. And then it starts to slither down and coils itself around the tree in the opposite direction. How far away is this? Um, So it would be about 10 foot away from where you currently are, but it's going in the opposite direction, presumably to head you off at the opposite side. And how far away from Ryland and I? Easily 120 foot. Cool, that's what I was checking. Scan, you can only see it because you have low light vision. You see this tawny owl just sort of take flight from the ground, from beneath you, like below the structure. Oh, okay. It's looking at Abella. Mm-hmm. It's gaining altitude. Uh, it's your turn. Am I, can I see the clearing with everybody in it now? Yes, you can. Okay. I am going to cast Minor Illusion mm-hmm. um, as my action, and um, the, it will be a Minor Illusion of Flames. Um, a large, as large as I can make it, burst of flames through which I will step. Um, and can I also make myself look more draconic? Sure. Just be aware that if you do this, you lose your invisibility. Yep. Okay. I basically, I appear. Mm-hmm. I let go of Abella, I take a couple of steps forward and appear in this, um, in the midst of this fire with dragon wings mm-hmm. and a dragon tail. I bellow out over the over the clearing. My children, I have returned. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so Bella, you're immediately dropped. Yeah. Roll me a deck save. Oh, good. I didn't get one that time. <laughs> uh, Eighteen. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. Great. You you land on the on this staircase and you've you've got your footing pretty much straight away. Uh, I have returned, and I have I bear ill omens. A foul serpent is upon us. Help me, my brothers. So to check to see if that is an illusion, I believe they can do it an, an, uh, an intelligence check. They are all stoned and drunk, so they're going to do it at disadvantage. Um, and that is not good. What's the DC? Uh, spell 14. Yeah, no, nah, they absolutely buy into that. One of them just sort of falls to their knees... And just is like making obeisant motions towards this this apparition. As they do, um, you're not going to need to convince them because this is pretty damn convincing. So uh, as you do, one of the brothers drinking out of a wineskin immediately takes to his fours and turns into a boar. And the others sort of look to um, their belongings and start pulling out like bow staves and that sort of thing. And they start walking towards you. And the one that sort of was on his knees, just sort of stays there and is just awestruck by this. Duma's currently got my hand on his shoulder, so if I can stop him from yeah, walking, sure, I will do so. Sure. Yeah, so four of these uh, druids and a boar 
start walking towards you. And one of them shouts out, How best we serve you! Can I respond? Yeah. We must slay this serpent creature. Join me, my brothers. You are literally the worst. Walk <laughs> into this guy's home. <laughs> you hey, burn he... his face off. <laughs> you take his friends. Don't they stole him. my dragon. Don't fucking steal my dragon. <laughs> um, all right, so I've just been dropped. We're down these stairs. Have we descended sort of into the... Um... Into the stoneworks? No. Mm-hmm. All right, great, great. And I've just, obviously, in front of me has happened all of this. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right, well, I found Scan. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, buds are grabbing. It's fine. The whole snake thing. Speaking of the snake, it's coming round to us, like, now. Just getting some help. Is this like a winding staircase? Mm-hmm. How many times does it wind around? Just once. You see these stairs ascend from the stonework, wrap around, and then go up and into it. Great. So where you are is basically almost on the stonework, looking out. Alrighty, well, you seem to have this covered. I'm going to try to scale back down. Mm Mm-hmm. Do that. Acrobatics check, please. Oh, great. Uh, All right, well, that makes it 14. You lose your footing two-thirds of the way down and you fall the remainder of the way and you take two points damage. So, Nezor, what are you doing um, behind the tree? Um, I'm going to run back in the 25 feet, Mm -hmm. shout, I'm with you, my brothers. Okay. Let us fight this serpent. Okay. And ready, once again, dissonant whispers. All right. To attack the serpent with? Yes. Good. Cool. No, let's attack again. This is great. (laughs) (laughs) And is that all you're doing? Yep, so I'm, I'm 25 feet into the clearing, which means from the maths I'm still 90-ish feet from the serpent. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, Charlie, your turn. All right. Um, I'm going to use my bonus action to dash yep. from where I am to what would be relatively to the base of this, yeah. this structure. I just... Um, and then look at scan and go we promised we wouldn't hurt people could we not we've got what we've come for we do yes he's secure what sort of agreement have you made i'll hold on to my my re oh no i've got a reaction never mind I mean, yeah you're good uh, cool Ryan. i'm, well, I'm just gonna stand here and see how this plays out <laughs> sure because sure. i specifically promised i wouldn't kill anyone so yeah um frosh is on your shoulder and he's like batting you with his head, but hey. hey. Uh, I'll put a hand up and rub. Oh, yeah, no, he's, he's, he's very much at home to that. Cool, okay. Here, you slut, come on. Uh, come here, you, you say slut. that. <laughs> come here, you big slapper. Okay, so the owl goes up higher, and you can now see it against the moon, and it is circling. As it does this, you see the head of Brother Ten's snake form come around the tree trunk and regard both you and Abella. And the others on the ground see the snake and then one of them with the bow staff just kind of drops the bow staff and goes, that's Brother Ten. (laughs) (laughs) And they're all very confused. Meanwhile, over your shoulder, you see, actually, no, Ryland, you would see this, the fat man and his missus walk back into the clearing and they look around and go, what's going on? Skin. That's my name. Uh, I continue my conversation with Charlie, um, and like I, I probably say, "Look, if you think you can defuse this, you go nuts." 
Uh, I won't do anything to escalate this further. Um, I don't want to be provocative now. Um, I kill the minor illusion of the flames. Okay. But the, the dragon wings stay. Well, so it's two minor illusions, or you're just changing it? I'm altering the minor illusion. Yeah. You're able to do that. So I cast a spell again. It's the same, but with me without the the wing, uh, without okay. the fire. All right. I'll hold my ground. Sure. Um, I won't. I'm not gonna. Firstly, because I can't fly. <laughs> um, <laughs> it would be look weird for a boat with wings to climb down a rock wall. <laughs> oh, and I say, I would say to the group as at large, I know it's Brother Ten. Still, serpent. Um, roll me a persuasion check. Mm-hmm. Six. Uh, yeah, no, this does not fly. Yeah. I haven't really said anything. <laughs> no, but you're like, yeah, I know it's Brother Ten. And they're like, why did you try to get us to kill him? And the other one goes, he's an interloper. Over in the woods, Lyle goes, no shit. <laughs> uh, Bella, it's your turn. Uh, you're next to Charlie. Oh, hey, Charlie. I look over and then look back. Cool. Um, so how many are in front again? Uh, so there are four, um, druidic acolytes and a boar. Great. It's a big boar, but it's a boar. I might just have my short bow ready to... Yeah, cool. So the situation's heating up. <laughs> no one wants to make the first move. Who mm. will crack first? Um, Nizzle. So I'm going to message Scan. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm assuming now that he's up there with light lights and stuff. Yeah, like you can see him. Um, and say... Ryland has crossed. We need to get out of here. I, I say, I apologize for getting you all stuck into this. Uh, my intention was not to fight all of them. These guys are not what they seem. So what else are you doing while this is happening? I will, for safety, move back towards Ryland. So you just run out and going, hey, uh, yeah, we got this thing. Um, I'm yeah, going to go back here. <laughs> <laughs> bye! <laughs> okay, so everyone's refused to attack the druids. The druids similarly have not been motivated to attack anyone else. Uh, even though Brother Ten is moving towards you, uh, I think he's got an audience now, so he has to actually address this issue. So I'm going to say that combat has ended, uh, and we're going to just go back to narrative time. Um, I'm going to turn to Brother Ten when he comes around, and, you know, the sign of non-hostility, hands to the side, palms forward, say, I assume you're Brother Ten. Um, yeah, the snake turns and locks eyes with you. It moves forward and then sort of returns to a humanoid form. Like, it's it's almost like the tail is being sucked into it as he steps onto the platform. Yeah, he lands about five foot away from you, Scan. Uh, his face does not look great, but looks a damn sight better than it was. Um, what The burns seem to have healed. Um, the flesh has regrown quite a lot, but it's still got quite a, a scarred look to it. And his glasses, they're made of like a wood that looks like it's alive, and it looks like it's been charred and burnt, and he sort of notices this and waves a hand over it, and it regrows, pushes it up at the bridge of his face, and he goes, You just tried to kill me. I don't like being kissed. Oh, my God, Scan, really? Uh, that's not the only reason, but... <laughs> yeah, damn straight, it's not the only reason. I also don't like people who steal my dragon. We didn't steal him, he descended from the heavens. Okay, you're going to have to explain the chosen child thing. It is foretold that when Draconis returns to the skies, his herald will land and direct us to the chosen path. So I can explain why he's not. I hand-reared that dragon from birth. I apologize for misleading you, and particularly for the face thing. That dragon is special to me. He may fit into your prophecy, but 
from my perspective, you got to see it from my perspective. They was I saw two. I saw people stealing him, like properly abducting as well. So there was magic in place. It was getting him away from me. He came along willingly. You were treating him. <laughs> you were giving him. As is him... befitting the chosen child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you rub someone's belly and feed them sweetmeats, they're not going to fight you, are they? I know I wouldn't. No, exactly right. <laughs> You were treating him with max respect. Of course he was going to come with you. He's a friendly little dude. That's the part of the Question. problem. Question. Sorry, Brother... Brother Ted. Ten? All right, good. Brother Ted, did you have anything to do with the magic that separated us all? I am not the one on trial here. You are interlopers in our... No, evil. because this is kind of an essential point. Because if you did have a part of it, then you sort of deliberately separated people from the chosen dragon or whatever he's called. Could we not maybe point blames at the giant snake man? My sword got in and I've had a trying day. We're in his... Ritual ceremony thing. We're in his home. We need to show him some respect. Maybe... Could we talk eye to eye as opposed to staring 50 feet in the air at you? Whatever, and put away my... Um, roll me a persuasion check. Hey, guys, we managed to defuse the situation. Not Still yes. escalating it. That's a six. Uh, yeah, no dice. He does not seem happy at all about the situation. Um, in fact, so much so that he turns to... He looks up to the moon where you last saw the owl and he, he whistles and the owl dives and... Scan, please make me a dexterity save. 19. The owl dive bombs you. It's so quiet. But as it breaks forward with its talons, you just move sideways, like you turn yourself profile to it, and both claws just whiz past. You don't think it was trying to kill you, it was very much trying to grab you? Mm -hmm. I say, dude, I got another fireball for your face if you want. I don't want this. I want my dragon back. That's it. Then we leave, if that's what you want. Can mm. I nudge Ryland and start slowly moving in. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, like, like, I want to stealthy and I don't want people to notice us. Okay, roll me stealth check. Nine. One of the assembled followers turns and looks over their shoulder and notices you and then sort of nudges the other as you walk in. <clears throat> Can I just... Okay, so we've been noticed? Yeah, yeah. They, they know you're there. Okay, cool, so we just walk in then. Yeah. Um, at this I point, still have the hood up, though. At this point, Brother Ten looks to you, Scan, and goes, you assaulted me in my home. You pretended to be from these so-called northern clans. Oh, that I am. I have no desire to treat with you. And he turns to the rest of the druids and goes, take them before he calls for combat. I'm going to say... I've not done anything for you. I'm just trying to find peace. Yeah, we were all separated and it seemed to be your doing. If it wasn't, then I'm sorry, but you can kind of see this from our perspective. Okay, roll me one final persuasion check with disadvantage. You are going to have to roll high. It's persuasion, isn't it? Yeah, persuasion. 18. There's a hardness to his eyes and an angry blush to his cheeks, the kind you get from someone who is too angry and embarrassed to be talked down. I need everyone to roll initiative. Rolled one. Yeah. We're rolling yeah. it. Eight. <clears throat> Fucking kidding me. 24. 20. 17. Um, so. Eight. Oh, I rolled a one. I re-rolled it. I rolled a one. 
Really? Yeah. yeah. Fucking hell, we're rolling no badly today. sympathy for you. So I've rolled two. 24. 20. I rolled a four. Okay, so, Charlie, you have the first round. You're pretty much standing next to one of these acolytes, um, and then there are two others sort of around that, and the boar is nearby. I'm using my bonus action to make a dash. Sure. Um, to move 100 feet. It's going to be climbing, so 50 feet, but yep. that will get me right up Yep. next to 10. Sure. With an an acrobatics check. Um, you are adjacent to one of the druids. Good for so, him. So he reaches out and tries to punch you in the side of the head. This is Duma, isn't it? He's like, no, well Duma's Duma's still licking the rock near the fire. That's not going to hit at all. Um, <laughs> that's fine. So he p- sort of tries to do like a coward punch to the side of the head. Okay. Now to climb, I need an athletics check from you. Fifteen. You make it up there skillfully. So that was my bonus action. Yep. I'm right in front of Tem. I'm going to use one of my attack actions to, using both my hands, grab him around his throat. For what purpose? To choke the life out of him, or? No. Oppose grapple chip. Just I rolled a nineteen. Yeah, that hits. Plus whatever else. So I put my hands around his throat really tightly. I stare into his eyes and say, "I have had." The worst week (laughs) imaginable. He really has. I have two options right now. Either I strangle the life out of your scrawny neck with my bare hands, or you let us leave. Do you understand me? Robbie Intimidate check. (laughs) That's a bit better. 16. Yeah, no, that succeeds. Um, He's flailing and he's like, I'll very calmly let go yeah. and go sort of uh, fix his collar, <laughs> adjust his glasses, let the bright red that was my face sort of calm down and go, thank you, good sir. I apologise for us walking into your home and causing these issues. <laughs> Get out! <clears throat> and I look at both, like, scan and sort of, shall we? Do let's. Let them leave! <clears throat> And as I'll let, I'll sort of let Stan climb down first and go, and don't worry, we won't be back. These druids give you very wide berth. The owl lands next to Brother Ten and transforms back into that um, elf, sees to him. Yeah, you're not challenged at all as you leave. Once we're down, I just look straight ahead and I just walk. I just keep walking. I gesture to, I, I um, indicate to Hrosh, uh, I sort of whistle, and um, it, it, I s- send to him, come here, um, you've had all the belly rubs you're going to get from these guys. Um, he's not happy no. at all. <laughs> Did um, he stay with me? Yeah, he's still in you. He's actually giving you somewhat the cold shoulder uh, scan. Like, I, I, I was like, if you want belly rubs, you'll come here. Uh, wrong persuasion. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've just told him he ain't getting any, so... Yeah. Don't get any, but if you want some, come to me. Uh, fucking six. In a sh- he's in a shitty mood and he's staying with Ryland. Okay. Uh, as long as he's coming, that's all. Yeah, no, he's he's he knows which way the wind blows. He's saw by the dice tonight. Charlie, like, throttle the, throttle the bitch. Yeah. Um, it's f- fucking scary, actually. Like, he was very violent. And not in a standard Charlie way. The real question is, do I put my hood down as I leave? Up to you. I, totally do. The chosen one walks away. Yeah, like... Just I, flick your tail. 
Yeah, no, you can't hide the tail. Yeah. <laughs> you can, you're wearing a cloak. Oh, because yeah. uh, I know the sensible thing to do is just leave, but part of you just wants to be like, hey. Hey, it's Dungeons and Dragons. Nobody's being sensible in this party at this point. We're all misbehaving. Hey, hey. No, she's going to lose the moral high ground if she starts pulling shit. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay, Um. so where are you guys heading from here? Can, it, Septima ran off, didn't she? Like she, Septima she, left. She's just left. Yeah, she she basically brought you to the, the clearing and said, I'm not welcome here. Catch you yeah, later. Do we have a fairly good bearing on kind of where we are in like situation to the road or any exit? Or the men here? The the yeah, I, like so I was you, very interested. So you guys those. were southeast of the men here's and the stone tablet. I would love to be friendly enough with Septima that if we ever regroup with Dupont, we can come back to the stone tablet and stuff because they're like like we don't know enough about those things to deal with it, but he might. Well, that's I want to talk to Septima about it because. We were sent here to deal with the thing that I'm pretty sure the stone tablet is the cause of. Yeah. Okay. What was the thing that was happening to people? They were getting people were disappearing. I'm guessing they were just getting eaten by a bird. But they were. Yeah, I, I'm feeling like they're getting eaten by a bird more than they're getting well, lost the and transported thing. through the mist. Yeah. The mi- I think the mist. Because is if all... they were getting transported through the mist, they wouldn't be coming lost. They'd just be winding up where they were aiming. Because they're basically yeah, they're getting lanes. eaten by the bird or attacked by rust monsters or any of the it's, any many other things. It's basically just don't go in here. It's not hospitable to soft people. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Including us, really. <laughs> so Scan would ask for it. I was like, so sorry for that. Um, I wasn't sure when you were coming or if you were coming. I was dealing with the situation as if I was alone there. Um, By burning I, a guy's face off. Yeah, he's the leader of them. And they, oh, they're up to some sketchy stuff. Like he burned his face off. He also tried to kiss me. That's part of it, but not the whole thing. No, I'm <laughs> getting you to admit this. The main reason was he tried to kiss you. No. Mm. The, no, the main reason was it, when you start to kiss somebody, oh. your guard is down. Sure. Anyway. And that's when you burn the face off. All right, yeah, I'm done. That's, I'm done. I that's all I wanted to do. We're done with these people. Hopefully we never run I'm into them again. I'm so glad I'm not attracted to you. <laughs> <laughs> Scan genuinely finds that hilarious. <laughs> Um, I so assume we're having this conversation as well, moving. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm following, I'm, we're, I presume we're all following Charlie. Yeah. We're following him pretty closely. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, and so I'm, I'm, the four of us are sort of trailing behind him. And I say, so what else happened? Like, I followed, I, I went to get the girls. Mm-hmm. I left the boys. And then the girls weren't where I thought they would be. And then the boys weren't back where I left them. Well, we find out, we found out why that happened so so these druids kind of mist walk i think was how how our friend that we found oh. kind of described it they they the mist does certain things and they they know how to use that to their advantage sure sure um i'm feeling like the mist is doing stuff to me as well yeah she's an old friend of theirs who's no longer welcome um she kind of I, I don't know if she did a thing or a thing happened to her um we're heading back there now roughly oh. from where charlie's walking and so she I, might might she know more about this place and what possibly but she she's also not like i say friend she helped us but i don't know how much information she's going to do no that's cool i just i, I can ask her i i want to know just, about the animals just yeah just a warning with the animals um they eat metal <laughs> she, can i get everyone to roll me a perception check please yeah Hi. fucking hell 17 that one motherfuckers oh perception 19 uh, 17 20 i mean my perception makes it 7 but um who rolled over 15 here 
ever unbutch off. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say, like, this conversation has been had whilst walking. Charlie, you suddenly felt flags, uh, like uh, cobblestone under your feet, and you're like, oh, we must have found the road. And then everyone hears, like, like a hopping footfall, and then Scan, you are going to have to roll me a deck save. 19. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are very lucky. Um, so I'm good at them. This... I also have a plus Gigantic, seven. crab-like... No, fucking hell. ...carapace with these two little antennae just almost collides with you. You sort of just, like, bait... I'm going to say almost tumble. Duck and roll. Tumble, tumble out the way. As this thing basically lands where you were, and you can actually hear its jaws go... ...as it lands, like it was going in for a bite. And you see this, this, this strange four-legged carapace, almost like a cockroach or a mite of some kind, and its antennae zero in on you uh-huh. and zero in especially pointing at your satchel. Please roll initiative. 20. 11. 14. 14. 16. Oh, I'm Mine's higher than yours. Who, who equaled? Me and, and Bella, uh, me and Ryland and I'm first. Yeah, because you got a higher dex. Yeah. Okay. Charlie. You see one of the metal-eating creatures. Charlie sort of stops, turns around, (sighs) (laughs) walks ten feet to the creature, and then I'll make two attacks and a flurry of blows. So, four attacks. Roll me some bones. Sixteen. Nah, sorry. So that's a twenty-one. That hits. Twenty-one again. That hits. And that's when 18 plus 8, so 26. Yeah, that hits. So the first the first blow sort of bounces off at an odd angle because of the weird shape of this thing's body, but the rest all connect. So I like I throw my first punch, but because it's still sort of landing, it misses a bit, and this is from behind because I assume it's sort of like facing where Scan is. Yeah. So first punch, miss it from behind, and then with the left hand... Just three heavy punches into where, like, the side of its back side of its head just. Yep. Um, Some so damage. Let's do this. So, 25. 22 points of damage. It's like what you imagine punching a giant crab would be like, right? Yeah. There's this carapace um, that's like a natural arm. It's like punching someone wearing a chest plate, but you know that you've done damage because it starts to squeal. Also, give me a constitution saving. Um, so that's a twelve. Um, so it's stunned. Okay, yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's squealing and, and doesn't seem to know which way is which. Uh, you notice the antennas are actually now no longer aligned. They're like facing in different directions, trying to get an idea of where things are. So stunned, and then I'm going to make it make a dexterity saving throw. No, actually, I'm going to make it make a strength saving throw, sure. which it can't do because it's stunned. Yep. Which means it gets knocked 15 feet away from me. Okay. So I grab it, I throw the punch, miss, sort of get a bit red, punch it in the side of the head, which stuns it, punch it in the side of the head, which, you know, while it's stunned, and then the last punch, just like in the back of this sort of head area, and it just slides back the way it came from. Oh, it doesn't slide, it tumbles, it rolls over its own carapace and then writes itself. Well, it's, it's... Is it prone now? It's pushed 15 feet. Yep. Um... Yeah, it's just pushed 15 feet, so it's just... Uh, but, yeah, because it's stunned it. Yeah, no, it, it just rolls over and over and over and then lands upright and just does not know where the hell it is. Uh, Bella, your turn. Mm. You know, why not? I'm going to draw my bow and shoot an arrow at it. 
26. Yeah, that hits. Absolutely hits. I do three damage. You sink this arrow into it. You don't think it's done much damage to it. Um, it just hits it in its side. It's still making this squealing noise. It's almost a stuck pig. <laughs> Next in the order is Scan. I draw a pistol and just bang. Go for it. Roll me attack and then hopefully some damage. <laughs> The 19 will do it. Yeah, that hits. Um, the okay. 19 plus 7, yeah. No, um, plus 7, yeah, that hits, absolutely. Yeah. No, it's just 1. Uh, but that's an 8. Okay. All right. Blades. You <clears throat> fire this pistol. I, I'm assuming you sort of strike a pose and fire at it. And I think at the last second it sort of looks towards your general direction like it's finally kind of just got its bearings and then its head explodes. Good, good. And it stops its squealing and now it's a big dead bug. Always with the head exploding. I turn to Charlie and say, You feeling all right, man? Charlie turns around, like, turns his back and goes, I'm not doing this here. And then walks <laughs> off. Um, pro tip, if you see those things again, throw money at them. They fucking love that. You but know, it's not going to be mine this time. You know what I like? Money. <sighs> you know what I like? Being alive. Or killing bugs. Alrighty. Okay, as you're all having this conversation, uh, another three emerge <laughs> from the mist opposite you all. Nezo and Ryland, you are the closest to them. It is now actually your turn, Ryland. I'm going to turn around and hit it with my axe. Was a three. So the second one I hit at 23. The first attack misses. The second attack hits. I swing my axe at it, kind of in a horizontal chopping motion, but it... You're trying to kneecap it. <laughs> yeah, it sails right past it. So I regroup and bring it down, yeah, into its face. Sure, roll me some damage. Okay. Subtract one. Six plus four, so ten damage. Great. Okay, next in the order... From that is these beasties. Okay, <laughs> I have a question for both of you. Who has more ducats? Uh, uh, not me. <laughs> it's I've got 191 minus 176. <laughs> 100 ducats. 176 apparently. Okay, um, some bad news you for you. You fucked, man. So the two that are not being attacked by the angry dragonborn... <laughs> She's got uh, an axe to grind. Nice. She does because it's broken. They both... No, actually, I, I pay that. Like, <laughs> Tristan doesn't, but I do. No, he had a full body spasm. He did. Uh, that not, was impressive. That's not a pay. A head uh, in hand. Both of their little antennae are now pointing at you. Mm-hmm. And that they both this. lunge at you. I want to use cutting word. Okay, so cutting word from memory reduces the die roll by your bardic dice. So I guess I roll first. That's a 16. And then I subtract whatever you got. Uh, and that's a d8. Uh, so it's 16. Uh, minus 3 is 13, which is equal to me. Then equals beats, I'm afraid. Fuck. Um, so the, yeah, the first one lunges out and bites at you. And Fucking d8 and I roll a 3. Yeah. God damn it. It tears through your your jacket, pretty much going for your gold pouch. Uh, and in the process, you feel these jaws latch onto your body as it sort of tries to do these nibbles towards it, and you take six damage. The second one elbows the other one out the way and then uh, does exactly the same action and hits you for nine. Ooh. Ooh. So what was that? Fifteen all up. Yeah, fifteen damage all up. So these two big bug things are trying to chomp on you. And they're all going for basically your belt region. And you're not a big guy. How tall are they and they're right on me? Yeah. Did, so they did they get any metal from me? They managed to bite your coin pouch, the first one does, and manages to snag 11 ducats out of it. Yep. Eight shillings. 
and just that disappears behind its gob. The rest, the rest of your money starts to fall from your coin pouch, and the second one only manages to get four uh, ducats out and four shillings. They are more interested in the coins that are now falling from your coin pouch, but that's probably not going to be much of a feast the way these guys are jousting with each other to try and get this. You're not wearing any kind of metal armor, are you? No, I'm, I'm wearing leather. Okay. Yeah, you got these two big bug creatures that are more interested in the shit that's at, at your feet. Moving on, Nezor, it's your yes. turn. Um, how far away is Ryland? Uh, she's next to you. And she's dealing with one of these big fucking bug monsters as well. That's true, it is also there. So I almost imagine they're almost all lined up. So they're all lined up in front of me? Uh, two of them are, yes. The third one's basically next to them on the right. What are they made of? Well, like chitin and goop. I, I say to Ryland, I'm sorry, and I cast Thunderwave. <laughs> Thunderous force sweeps out from me. Each creature in a 15-foot cube. Actually, that would be everyone because we're that close, aren't we? Well, the cube starts in front of you, so as long as no one's in front of you, you'll be fine. Constitution saving throw. On a failed save, a creature takes 2d8 thunder damage and is pushed 10 feet away. On a successful save, the creature takes half as much damage and isn't pushed. Okay. So what's the save DC? Uh, it will be 15. Okay, well, first one saves, uh, second one saves, and third one, third one saves. That's so they all horrifying. sit there. Cool. Uh, um, let's roll some damage. Yeah, uh, it's bullshit. <clears throat> I rolled very well on those dice. I know. 19s and 17s. I haven't rolled one of those yet this mm. session. Uh, and they take seven, half of seven, I can't remember which way it rounds. Um, so they take four damage. Four damage each? Oh, uh, right. In addition, unsecured objects that are completely within the area of effect, so all of the gold on the ground, yep. is automatically pushed ten feet away by the spell's effect. The coins go flying everywhere as you hit this chord? Yeah, so basically I, I, I hit this powerful note and um, thunderous force um, from in front of me pushes every single bit of gold that is not attached and I guess all the rocks and anything that's around um, outwards uh, 10 feet and they they seem to be affected by it but not horribly. Yeah, so you see all your takings fly <laughs> forward. You've probably got like, you know, I'm going to say you've got you've got six ducats left. Yeah. You sort of see like the the, the waves of like sound, sonic energy yeah. ripple over their chitin. They just have like a reflexive motion. It's almost like they're shrugging their shoulders back and forth to kind of weather it. And one that's closest to you and the one that's been attacking Ryland's uh, antennae flip back and follow this. The third one still seems pretty interested in whatever's going on over behind you. Um, so back to the top of the order. That's with Charlie. Charlie. Alright, the one that's closest to me is the one munging at Nezor. Yes. <laughs> right, I'm going to walk over to the one riding Nezor's face. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start kicking it. <laughs> so I'm not going to flurry of blows this one. Sure. I'm going to just do three attacks. 23. Yeah, that hits easily. And then a 17 yeah, plus X, and then a 16 plus X. Yeah, that so hits. Three of those hits. Cool. Roll me some damage. Damage. Seven, nine, plus 15, 24 points of damage. So the one that's in Nezor's face, yeah. he sort of walks up and kicks it in the side of its head and then does it a few more. Like, basically, it's three just like stomps to the side of this oh, thing. Yeah, as with the other one, it's like you just crush its head. You know, irisless eyes just explode underneath this immensely angry man's feet. <laughs> um, it's dead. Abella, your turn. Mm. So, Charlie just curb stomped one. 
Ryland and Nezel are nearby as well. Scan is basically behind you. Cool. I'm going to... Uh, so there are still coins sort of scattered around. Oh, yeah, they got just got blown out. Ten feet around. I'm so. going to sneak attack one of the big bug things. Sure, the one that's attacking Ryland or the one that's attacking uh, was near Nezel? Um, let's go near Nezel. That's a 12, so that's much better. And attack bonus, that's 20. 20? Okay, yeah, that hits. Roll cool. me some damage, please. So 1d8 plus 2d6. Eight. Eight? Okay. No worries. Uh, yeah, the arrow goes straight into it and it squeals like a stuck pig. Uh, Scan, your turn. I will... I'm going to I'm gonna shoot my pistol again. Bam, drop, harpoon. Okay, sure. Uh, that That's his... Whenever a fight starts, the first two shots are pistols, then he goes to harpoons. All right, go for it. Um, and I'm going to cast Ensnaring Strike as a bonus action. Where the next time you hit a creature with a weapon attack... Before the spell ends, a writhing mass of thorny vines appears at the point of impact. Yes. Uh, the target must succeed a strength saving throw or be restrained magical vi- by magical vines until the spell ends. And I will attack. Hey, there we go. Um, that's plus seven, so 23. Yeah, no worries. Roll damage, please. Uh, I did two damage. Two? Does the snaring strike do damage? Or? Uh, it Well, well. Now, you must succeed a strength saving throw. Against sure. my presumably my spell DC, which is 14. Yeah, no, they didn't. Good. Uh, you are restrained by the spell. The target suffers 1d6 piercing damage at the start of each of its turns. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and the creature restrained by the vines can, uh, or one that can touch the creature, can use its action to make a strength to save to to remove it. So yeah, you you'll take damage. Yeah, save you, per turn. Yeah. Okay. You'll right. take damage next. Um. Time. So well, you've not used this before. No, I haven't. Describe to me what you do. <clears throat> um. This is basically a. Scan pulls out the pistol, looks at it, looks at Hrosh, and then blows on the the barrel, yeah. and sure. it takes very careful aim and fires yeah. straight at a, 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 I'm He always aims for the face. Yeah. Um, <laughs> however, in this case, it uh, hits the chitin behind it. Cool. Um, That's even better. And then these 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 thorns erupt and restrict it. It's and so they just wrap around it. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that you looked over towards Frosh. Frosh is doing that thing that pissy cats do where they don't look at you. They <laughs> just are like, no, nah, I don't care. I, I tell him, come here. Shit's getting real. Uh, yeah, no, he's reluctant to do that, but he does it. Um, now, does there any damage from the actual thorns as they stand? Not as not when it happens. On your turn, I guess. Sure. You do 1d6. No problem. Okay, well, it's now Rylan's turn. Rylan. I'm going to hit it a couple more times with my axe. Excellent. Do it. Five... Fuck. 17 on the second one. No. Yeah. Look, you, you bring it down, but because of the way that the axe has been damaged, she's just not used to it. It's, it's got it a weird different. wind resistance. It just barely shears past. It's actually kind of squealing in fright as you do this. And we go to the next in the order, which is... It. It. The one that's still squealing... One of them takes five points of damage. The one in front of... The yeah. one that I attacked. Five points, did you say? Five points of piercing. Could it make a strength check or does something else? It, it, a creature restrained by vines or something that can touch it can free it with a strength check. Yeah. Well, uh, what's the DC on that? 14. 14. It sort of flexes itself and these vines that are on it just snap as it shrugs off this thing. But it's left, it's it's bleeding this black ica from where these things have actually like punctured the carapace. Cool. So um, it, it, that was its whole turn and it yes. took the five damage. Yes. Um, whereas the one that's going to attack Ryland... Of course it is. 
I did hit it no, in the face. You, did, you have been oh. trying to fuck it up. Like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oof. Does a 13 beat your armor class? I do not think so. No, it does not. So, making this sort of squealing noise, uh, it it tries to bite at you, but fails to hit. Okay, so I can use repost because it missed me. Yeah, go for it. So I can use my reaction and expend my superior die to make a melee weapon attack against the creature. So I can hit it with my axe again. Please do. Or miss it with my please, axe please again. Please do. <laughs> Would you like to use that one if you don't like your dice? <laughs> the, the dice did okay last time. Yeah. yeah. I rolled a 9 plus 7, so that's not going to hit. No, I'm afraid not. Um, so this thing is sort of, even though it's a big shell monster, it leans in for this bite just as you bring down this this action response and you both miss it. Nezor, your turn. I'm in pain and I'm angry, so I'm going to cast Dissonant Whispers on the big-ass thing that attacked me. Sure. Uh, I whisper a discordant melody that only one creature of your choice within range can hear, racking it with terrible pain. Target must make a wisdom saving throw. On, uh, so, wisdom saving throw? Sure. Against my 15? Yeah. Okay, so that's a 13. Cool. Uh, on a failed save, it takes 3d6 damage. I'm going to okay. borrow some of these. He can hurt it when he fails. And I had five cracks at this thing and I've hit it once. Yeah, it's, the dice have been seem, seemingly have sucked for everyone. Yeah, yeah magic's fun. Speaking of, uh, so I do 11 damage to it. Okay. Does it explode with pain? As like, I feel like my like, uh, like it's 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 literally. I make I'm to the rest of them. It'll seem like I'm shouting, except there's no noise coming out. Like it, like it's an angry shout. Like it hurt me, and I'm just going at it. Um, but to the rest of them, nothing comes out. To this thing, it hears this magically yeah. enhanced sound that racks its brain and causes all kinds of damage to it. So to everyone who's watching, what you hear is this thing go, and then just go. <laughs> it just explodes and its body sort of just goes um, this black icor sprays up um, hits smile. you in the face I smile I'm yeah. definitely happy with yeah, that yeah no it's dead back to the top of the order Charlie there is one left it, this one just exploded in front of you after Nezor did its thing uh, the one that's engaged with Ryland is currently still going to so yeah, move in like sort of slide the dead one that Nezor just killed out of the way um, like, so just uh, step into space, and then the one that's in front of Rylan, I, I attack three times. Go for it. There's Whoa. a 20 on the die for that one. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, that sounds, sounds good to me. That one's going to miss, but that one's going to hit. So, I hit twice, one of them's a crit. Yep, so roll me some so damage and tell me how bad you do it. Yeah. That one is on the crit. I rolled two sixes. I, so I walk up to that one, push its head, head against the ground. Like, just sort of like... You feel its head just yeah, cave. Just sort of like crush the top part of it against the... Just push it against yeah. the ground like oh. you're trying to crack a coconut against the concrete. You just give it a push and it cracks and then I just yeah. sort of stand up, shake my hands, turn around and... Keep yep. walking. Combat ends. <laughs> okay. Um, this all right. is not helping Ryland's attitude towards Charlie right now. It's like, oh, you can't kill it with your big metal axe? I'll crush it with my bare hands. I'm just imagining you're staring it in the eyes the entire time. You're like, I well, don't so wait, so wait. Charlie does this and looks at Ryland the whole time. No, no, Charlie no. looks straight ahead. Like, no, actually, Charlie Charlie's looking at the thing. into yeah. the, its eyes. Like, he's just like... I am your death. Um, okay, so... You make your way back to the hovel. Uh, Septima is actually not home. Guys, how would you feel about camping here? Is is it safe here? 
She she seems to to be far enough away. They need to have a, a rest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I let's find our way out in the morning. Um. I'm ha- I I'm also wary of trying to find my way out without her. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy to stand first watch. I'm just gonna get some kit. Mm, I just hunker down. I I'm all right. S- I'm I'm sulking a bit. <laughs> Abella has had a day. <laughs> all right. Good night. Don't talk to me. I'll wake me up when it's time for my watch. I I need to sleep. I actually have something to attend to, so I'm going to head off while you set up camp. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Um, just I I, I, I this is concern. Um, how far are you going? I'm I'm comfortable enough as to where I'm heading. It's okay. Not too far. All right. I'm not going to stop you then. Okay. So Charlie, I imagine you just depart. I'm actually going to head to the lake where we first stumbled across Septima to see if she's out there. So the mists are not hard to navigate. You find your way back to where Septima first met you at the lake. As you look up the bank, you actually see her crouched over looking into the water. And as you approach, she notices that you're there, looks over, smiles, and then looks back to the water, which is Mill Pond. And you can see a reflection of the sky that is actually broken through the clouds that were overhead but have now receded. I'm not going to say anything. I'll just sort of sit down in the mud next to her and then not disturb, like, while she's doing stuff and just sort of look at the reflections of the stars with her. Okay. So you sit quietly with Septima as she stares into this mill pond lake of water. Occasionally she will trace her fingers between different reflections of stars, creating ripples that move throughout the entire pool. Eventually, she leans back, placing her hands on her knees and mutters to herself. It is gone then. So... We managed to handle the situation with minimal violence, but I'm concerned that some of the uh, anger may come your way. She looks at you for a moment and then a sliver of a smile appears on her face and she says, He was always a brash child. Yes, but I feel he was embarrassed quite severely in front of his friends. And I know what people like that are capable of. (laughs) He would not dare raise a hand to his mother. If I were you, I would be more concerned about your own well-being. I scribed upon you from ways. Had I not the measure of you before your confrontation with my son, I would strike you for laying hands on him in such a way. But perhaps a dose of fear will temper his heart. You put your rage to a good end and restrained yourself in service of peace. Your friend, however, is quick to violence with no good cause or purpose. He does as he pleases with no eye to consequence. Whoa, understatement of the century. Take him with you when you leave, or he may suffer a mother's wrath. I, 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 once we, um, 
once we leave, I don't know whether we will be back, but... um. I believe you to be honorable, though deeply troubled. Be wary of your rage, lest it consume you. She then stands up and leads you back towards the hovel as the light starts to become deep, pale blue. Is it dawn? It's getting pretty close to it. It's that little, that's that pre-dawn blue light. Um, I'm still awake. They're, I haven't woken anybody up. To, to I like, I'm feeling a bit shit about the sure. way shit went down, and I, I'm like, they need sleep. I'll well, just. You see a crooked, crocodilian monstrosity exit from the mist, which is thinner now that the Within? light of day is coming, uh, and then you see Charlie. But there is a the horrible monster woman. I did try to warn you at one point, but it... You didn't get any description. Yeah. It was what (laughs) I I was trying to allude to before we got done. I I draw a harpoon, um, and... uh, But I I, I presume they were walking next to each other. Yes, but my point is, like, she emerged, then he emerged. Yeah, yeah, but it would be a a, a second. Yeah, something like that. Okay, yeah, so I was like, oh, shit. Uh, And then I'm like, sorry. (laughs) Unexpected. Uh, you are Skin. I am Skin. You are Sister Septima? Yes. And she gives you a bit of a cold look. I know how you treated my son. Do not think I will soon forget. I apologize for that. He stole my dragon. I had no wish to bring doom and gloom upon this glade. This is a spiritual place. I have a query. Uh, we were sent in here by a holy man, uh, one who has my respect. Apparently people go missing. Not just missing, they disappear. I understand from what I have observed, some of them would be redirected by your people, by, by the magic that is in this place. Um, some, however, do not appear again, which means people are dying in here. We were asked to come in here by this holy man. Could you help us? Is this within your... Do you know what is causing it? We do not kill unless attacked. We do not use our magic to harm unless we are harmed. If people are missing, it is not our work. There are many dangers in this place. I would point out as well, that was part of my anxiety. It does not excuse my actions, and I have apologised to your son. Roll me diplomacy. Yeah. Or equivalent of persuasion. Or persuasion. 23. She's not happy, but she accepts what you've said. I cannot help you with your quest, but I will act as a guide from here, so that you do not meet the same end as those that trespassed. I, what, what is the purpose of the, uh, the, the mount... Uh, it seems to be the source of the uh, the nasty vines on seeds, a giant metal bird. It, yeah. it seemed like a very strange yet sacred place, but it wasn't where your people were, and that seems interesting. I will not speak in detail of our mysteries, but I know the place of which you speak. It was once a font of great power. 
and in ages past great magics were worked in the shadow of the stone under the light of the starry sky. But if you say there is power there once more, my misfortunes may be more than the will of the gods. Is this why? This, this shift? I have an affinity with the constellation Crocodilus. It blesses me with form and certain secrets of the earth. But with its disappearance, I find myself between. I shoot a finger at Scan and just whisper, let's just be careful. I don't know how much more there is to know about this place. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about sharing our involvement. It's the notion of our involvement in the stars realigning. I don't know what purpose there is for that. We can't fix it. No, but it could explain away. Uh, they are. They have interpreted this as a sign, and I she, don't. She, she hasn't. Your silence speaks volumes, sister. Um, would it offend your sensibilities if I asked you to take me back to the stones? I wish to pay my own respects. Would it offend your sensibilities? Were I to refuse? No. After tonight's events, I think it best you leave in the morning with no further interference. Lest that be cause for further violence. No, that is fine. And I don't, we don't want that either. You bring a certain chaos in your wake, especially with your interesting companions. Uh, for clarity's sake, this dragon has been my companion since I was very young. Um, he's not a gift from the stars. <laughs> Stars do not lie, and coincidence only goes so far. Perhaps my son is not so ill-informed as I thought. Do not mistake my words. I am not easily swayed by simple chance and half-understood prophecy. But I do not discard the events here out of hand either. Benjamin has sought meaning ever since his father's passing, and I do not begrudge him his passion. Only his findings. And then she gestures to Rylan and goes, The appearance of two dragons not a week after the grand shift does give me pause. Sister, what do you know as a cult of the dragon? People who are invo- in- interested in dragons. I'm looking for them. I know of no such cult. Fair enough. I, I'll admit that that was another part of my sort of variness towards Benjamin, as you call him. Brother Ten, where does that come from? That is his given and family name. So you're S- Septima Ten? My name, yes. I thought there was more meaning to the number than surname. Um, my other query, brother, uh, system Septima, is um, this, this, the mists. I, how to phrase this, not matter. I felt permanently varied. Perhaps it is because of the grand shift. You clearly have the touch of dragonness about you. Huh. Did you mean the smell? Because we know about that one. I did wonder what that odor was. Yeah, yeah. that's I, I, I apologize, but I have grown tired of apologizing for it. Um, we haven't. I. <laughs> Still stinks. Do you, 
Do you happen to know how to get rid of it? <laughs> I could, given time and if I were inclined, perhaps find a remedy. The process would be long and potentially painful. I would like this. No. All right, what do you want? The smell or to leave? <laughs> I'm just I'm just worried if we hang around too long we're going to bump into our like you don't have to stay. But no, let's we're not, not the party. leaving you in this place. It's just we'll not, find you a nice wizard. I found someone who can. Just if he stays that means Frosh stays and I don't think that's a good idea. Mm. Mm. If they're super keen on Frosh it could end badly. Also just honestly they're the two people that have caused not the most trouble, but have come in the most confrontations with the druids. So what's the point in them staying and us leaving? Um, Septima, what suggests, like, if we were to look for assistance for scan from a practitioner, what practitioner, like, what practice would you suggest? Because we may be able to find someone with similar talents elsewhere. I'd hate to bring trouble to your door on my behalf. Trouble finds us all in the end. She squares up Scan and goes... You, tell me of your ailments. What is wrong with your magic? I turned into a yeti. I, I, well, he looked like a yeti. He didn't actually become... Well, I also... Do I still sprout hair? Yeah, you're still hairy. Yeah. I shaved his butt once. I yeah, I... She looks at you like... What? I sprout I sprout hair every morning. I don't know if that happens while I sleep. Show me this hair. Yes, Ken, show your hair. Um, I don't have any right now because I didn't sleep. Uh, I cut it off. Well, actually, I burn it off. Um, <laughs> she throws her brow at that. Many things can stimulate hair growth. You may be cursed. Where does this hair grow? Uh, in a very specific place. Um, I got some liquid magic spelt on me. Her eyes widen. What do you mean liquid magic? Uh, to my knowledge, it is as I say it. I know little more than that. I mean, I might be able to assist with that. And I'll pull out my jar of sure. it that I have. Don't sit on it. I would like to uh, hold on to it, though. But, like, obviously... Uh, and, like, sort of hand it to her, but, like, sure. please don't use it all. Sure. <laughs> Um, so she, she takes it, uh, looks at it, uncorks it, I assume it's been corked, sniffs it, puts it back together and goes, I will return. And she disappears into a hovel and comes out with a number of small glasses and in each one there is like a seed and she drops a splash in each one. The first one just turns to stone. The seed cracks, crumbles and then the whole thing just turns to ash. She drops it in the second one and this thing just sprouts... Immediately, you, you all have to stand back as the, basically the glass explodes and a gigantic willow tree just grows. But it immediately dies off and sort of just becomes like this, this dead tree, effectively in the middle of her front yard. Huh. It lived so long, so quickly. She yeah. looks at the material, looks at you. Cast me a spell. Uh, <laughs> would a cantrip do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty much fresh out of spells for today. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll gust around myself, and it's one I've already done cool. a bit. Give me ten, please. Yeah. 
Uh, I roll 41. Okay. Scan immediately shrinks into a potted plant. And she jumps back at this, looks at it, and then gets her staff and sort of pokes you with it, and you immediately revert back to your, your human form. But you were a plant for a good 10 seconds there. And it was somewhat serene, but also, like, very simple. <laughs> Just like Scan. <laughs> no, Scan is entirely, entirely not, not simple. Yeah. Oh, no, Neither of those things. <laughs> she looks at your face. Scan is, is actually, through this whole thing, smiling. <laughs> like, comes out of the tree and is like, hmm, that was, that was nice. Can I do that again? <laughs> Spell sickness. Ah... What's that? <laughs> I must confirm this. Your hand, Outlander. I give her my hand, yeah. She immediately cuts it with a small sickle dagger and then collects your blood in a small jar, wads a nice piece of poultice onto your hand, oh. takes the blood and holds it up to the light. And as the day breaks, you can see that your blood has a crackle of, like, magic through it. Hmm. And she goes, Two sources. Two warring magics. One will strike the other at the slightest provocation. A spell sickness. Oh. Every person who develops a magical talent draws their power from somewhere. Each is unique to the practitioner. This foreign, errant magic is disrupting it. What is the errant magic? What form does it take? I cannot help you. My magic is that of the lived world. I tend with the stars and the earth beneath, pay my respects to the gods and observe their rituals. Not that cold arithmetic of the arcane you know as wizardry. But that is the knowledge you need to solve your problem. You've introduced the second one through the jar of pure magic. That's where the, the chaos is. Yeah. I I bow very deeply to her and say, I, I very, I appreciate. Thank you. You're very you're very much for your help. Is there anything that can be done about the smell? Perhaps. Try bathing him in the fruit of the vine for three days and nights. What's the fruit of the vine? Wine, girl. Bathe him in wine. Oh right. Well, that should be fine for you. Um, question. What's the touch of Draconis? Draconis. Imagine that I don't pay attention to anything outside of my immediate sphere. Oh, child. You need only look at the subtle scales on his brow, the tightness of his eyes and company he keeps. The touch of Draconis follows him like the stench you complain about. Gotcha. Shall we go? Giving a single nod, Septima turns to gather her things, and then she begins to lead you out of the swamp. Half a day passes and Septima guides you to the edge of the Glades territory and you're directed to a road that is very overgrown. This thing looks like it hasn't been tread in 100, 200 years. Potentially because of the druid's interference, but you are guided safely to the outskirts of this place. And now we reach the end of our journey together. 
follow this path, you will find your way to Ratun. Just for the holy man that I, I, we will hopefully meet up with. There is nothing to be done regarding the deaths. I don't suspect that you are responsible. I don't think that druids are killing people. But I think there is a magic here that is creating monsters. Perhaps. But perhaps their folly was overconfidence. You outlanders treat the world like it is an alley in your cities to be travelled down to hurry to your destination. You never considered that, just like your alleys, danger lurks in the shadows for the unwary. Warn them and warn them well. Before you all depart, she takes you aside, Charlie. I would have further words with you. Alone. There is a rage in you that comes only from loss. I know this pain. My husband... Well... If left to fester, it will consume you. Like a boring worm. Hollowing you until you are a shell. This rage comes from a deep sadness, a connection broken by the ending of a life. But we are more than our brief existence. The gods know this. Like the willow, our roots dig deep into the earth, leaving our mark, seeking others, strengthening the whole. And like the stars, we guide those who care to notice us. When the tree falls and the star is snuffed from the sky, we are lost. We cower in the dark, the ruins of our lives. We lash out at enemies real and imagined and sometimes for no reason at all. But what is lost is not forgotten. And until memory ends, remember, they are not dead. They are departed and we will be reunited in the next life. We honor them by our actions. We make them immortal by our deeds. When she finished talking to me, yeah. I was going to give her the heart rose that I carry with me. Yeah, she takes the rose, twirls it in her fingers a moment, looks at it thoughtfully, looks back to you, Charlie, smiles a little, turns to the rest of the party and gives a small nod and then retreats back into the mists. As we leave it, as we leave the swampy area, as we leave the divergent path, which only a few people take and they get killed, Yeah, I want to leave a sign. Uh, basically saying in, and I would leave it in both Earhart and Bashano, saying, Bashano on top, Earhart underneath, do not enter. Here be monsters. The rest of the day is uneventful and the terrain becomes easier to traverse. Uh, what are you all doing? Just while we're going, I'd be kind of playing guitar and messing with certain things, and I'd start messing with, uh, like, starting with musically and just cheering everyone up. But then while we're travelling, starting to mess with 
prestidigitation and its audio effects that I can use with music just to start seeing what I can do between magic and You're music. You're trying to create dubstep, please, honey. No, well, okay, specifically phasing in flanger effects where I, I get prestidigitation to, to take, the or take the sound in and put it out slightly delayed and seeing how far I can push it. Because prestidigitation can make um, harmless sensory effect, faint musical notes or an odd order. Yeah, odor. Like, I, I just feel like... That's fine. I think, I think it wouldn't be able to create notes are enough. You're not trying to create, like, human vocal noises. No, I wouldn't, so I wouldn't be trying to make music with it, but I'd be... The music that's already in my head, yeah, and the music that I'm playing, and getting getting that mastery of the two at sure. the same time. Yeah, yeah, no, that sounds good. Um, yeah, you're happy to do that. Does anyone else want to do anything while they travel? Because it's pretty much clean sailing. You don't encounter anyone on the road. Can I, can I have a crack at mending my axe, or do I not have? You wouldn't have the tools for this. Okay. Not here. You could probably do that in Ratu, though. I can make super hot fires. You, you would still need, need like specialty tools. Yeah. Like you could do it, but you would be doing because I have a hammer and I've got a. a I, I got. I can make really hard fire. Put it this way. Put it this way. You can, if you want to do it, you can. You will be doing it at a disadvantage because you're not in a forge. And you would you, also need replacement material because yeah. parts of it were actually consumed off the axe. Fair enough. It's this way for another day until you round a corner, and a little head down the road, you see a very badly spelt sign leaning against a stump with two, they look like ruffians that's the best way to describe them. One is on a horse and seems very pleased with himself uh, the other one is sitting on the stump that has the sign and the sign says Toll Booth T-O-L-B-U-F <laughs> Oh I want to fuck them off so bad. I don't even want to I just want to walk right past them the one on the horse has noticed you and is just sort of looking at you at the end of the roadway. What do these people look like? You say ruffians. Like, I'm, I'm imagining a hodgepodge armour. Yeah. Like, it's a really shitty horse. Uh, no. Actually, can everyone roll me a perception check? It better not be my fucking horse. Yeah, one of us had a horse. Yeah, me. That's uh, a seven. Seventeen. Yeah? Twelve. Nine. Twenty-seven. Ryland and Charlie... You both recognise these two, even though they're wearing really shitty armour and it's all very much a hodgepodge, these guys are mercenaries and they're mercenaries that have worked for a relatively well-known company. They go by the name The Red Shields. How far, like, how far away are we from this? And so is the sign leaning against the post or is it nailed to the post? It's just leaning against a stump. On the side oh, yeah, stump. I'm thinking these aren't legit. Just ignore them. I was planning on it. Good. Keep to the sort of other side of the group. The man on horseback comes up, clops in front of you. It's not the horse that you were thinking no, of, it's but right. it's a horse. Yeah. And, and the other one's still by the... Yeah, he's just oh. sitting there. He seems to be whittling something with a knife. The gentleman on the horse clops up and goes, ah, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I'm afraid there is a toll on this road of two shillings per head. According to what? Uh, according to His Royal Highness, the Black Prince of Erhart. As far as I can tell, it's just you saying things. I have a decree here if you uh, have your letters, sir. And he pulls out a scroll and unscrolls it. Can I see the... Yeah. Uh... He's holding it so everyone can read it. And it basically reads as... I can do what I want. On Yeah, I can do what I want. Signed. No. On decree of His Royal Highness, all major roadways are now subject to a toll. Payment must be made promptly to allow passage or elsewise travellers must be returned to their place of origin. And then you see a flourish of a signature. Hold on. And a signet seal. Does it look legit to me? Roll me an investigation check. 14. Oh, yeah, this is legit. 
This isn't Erhart territory. Oh, miss, you're not up to current events. I'm afraid this is Erhart territory. Um, no. <laughs> it's not. I think it might be. When did that happen? You say current events. Uh, yes, my young sir, and he looks over to you and sort of leans over on the horse a little bit. The one that's sitting at the stump at... Uh, Abella's indignation has sort of sat up, sat up a little bit and you see him reaching down behind the stump and pull out a crossbow and just, it's not raised, but it's there mm-hmm. and he's looking at you, Abella, pretty pointedly. going to say I would step forward between the crossbow and Abella yeah. with a ducket in my hand, which oh. will cover everyone. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much, sir. We shall take this uh, tip very kindly. Please, all please, go on through. I, I go, finish your story first, please, my good man. A story? You're explaining as to how the Bashano no longer control this land. Ah, yes. Well, uh, that would be the glorious uh, capturing of Ratu and uh, its surrounding provinces, wouldn't what? it? Miss, I am... Honour bound to protect this land from the enemies of Erhart. So if I were you, I would uh, keep your exclamations. When because did that happen? To be honest, miss, you're very pretty and I would hate to see someone like yourself end up in a ditch. <laughs> I'm going to put a hand on his knee and go, do recognise me by chance, good sir? He looks and goes, oh, bloody hell. Errol, he looks over his shoulder and goes, you won't believe who we've got here. It's bloody Charlie Roughhouse. Oh, good. So you're, you know what I'm capable of. And you also know that I don't terribly take kindly to people talking to women like that. Um, he notices that you've put pressure on his... Th- and he's like, Mr. Roughhouse, <laughs> yeah, I must understand. I'm not talking about this as though something I would personally commit. I was, I was just advising the young lady here that... Um, can you explain to us what actually happened? Why Why is this Erhard? Can you let go of my leg, please, sir? Um, uh, even- you don't have to do that. Eventually. <laughs> Errol. I'm the violent one. Um, <laughs> Errol has stood up now and has got the crossbow. Not levelled at you, but he's yeah, like, I just, ready. I just want an apology. Can I walk up of to Errol? Can, can, can I? <laughs> uh, if you move towards him, he raises the crossbow. Again, not like a... a he's, he's very professional. It's like... I don't need to raise this. You know that I'm there. Okay, back off. Kind of just lifts it and looks at you. Scan walks straight up to him and says, uh, with his hands sort okay. of up. Just be aware, he's basically got it at you. He's a professional. He's not going to let you get. You've got a police him. officer pointing a gun, saying, "I'll shoot you," and you're like, "Oh, it's all right. I'm not. Go- I'm not going to. Yeah, yeah. Do- I'm not going to do anything." You're welcome to do it, but just be aware, he's ready to fire if he needs to. I go. Mm. I believe I've paid the toll. <laughs> May I proceed? It's fine, let him through. I walk up level to Errol, then I turn around and look at the rest of them. Sure. Um, he knows exactly what you're doing and he's looking at you. <laughs> that's side. fine. He's giving you a side eye and then he just sort of like, the hand that's not on the cross, that's not holding the trigger on the crossbow sort of just goes down to his side and you can see that he's got like a small bandolier of daggers on it and he just looks at you like, try it. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I look at him and I smile, and then I Last look back. Week. I'm, I'm aware I'm very smelly. Okay. Yeah. No. He, he notices that. <laughs> Abella. Last week this was Bashano, and now, now it's not. It's not. How did that happen? Well, that would be the. Uh, yeah, yeah. The the, the, the thing. Saying saying that, that, but what? I'm gonna need details. 
All right, we marched in, we kicked all the Bashanon out, and we took the surrounding area. When what do you want from me, why? lady? Because we were paid to, and about two days ago. Mm-hmm. There you go. All righty. Charlie, you can let him know. He doesn't. And, miss, if I were you, I'd probably dress a bit differently. <coughs> I just, like I said, I don't want a pretty thing like this ending up in a ditch. I appreciate your concern, but what she wears isn't your place to say. While Scan is saying this and Charlie's saying this, I'm like, oh, whatever, and sort of brush past the guy. As I do, I'm going to pickpocket everything he has on him that I can grab. Everything. <laughs> okay, go ahead. That I can grab. Sure. Suddenly. Go ahead. 24. You're lucky. Okay. You managed to pull um, the ducat that Charlie put into the satchel and 10 shillings. Oh, all right. It's fine. I didn't think you would have had much money. No. Um, He ain't eating tonight. And Errol is currently eyeing off scan, so he does not notice this. Do I notice? (laughs) You know what Abella's like. Um, I don't stop her. The horseman looks at you for a second, and then goes, bloody hell, what are you then? Is that any of your business? Well, I guess not really, but bloody hell, what are you? <laughs> I'm many things. Where would you like me to start? Well, what are you? <laughs> You're making about just... as much sense as Abella just did. Yeah, it's the same way. I, I point my finger at Ryland and just say, pull rank on him. I don't know if I want to. Fair enough. You don't have to, it's just Nezzle's idea. No, I haven't got all day, lady. I just need to know what you are for the census. That's all. What are you? Have you never seen a dragonborn before? You've been living f- under a rock somewhere. You're a bloody dragon, then. Aren't they the big scaly bastards go around burning down villages? You have no idea. And uh, what's that? And he points at Hrosh. Is that another bloody dragon? Yeah, you better add that to the census. Um, question. Census? Yeah. What census? Well... I've got orders, don't I? Could you explain that a little more thoroughly? Well, not please? really. Not the, you're asking a lot of questions. He turns and looks over his shoulder. Errol, uh, an half-elf, an half-ling, <laughs> uh, and a... He looks at Charlie and goes... Mr. Earth uh, would be human. Uh, no, no, I know that. <laughs> a citizen of Urhart. Although we do question that sometimes. Um, put down plus one. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, Fun story. Uh, She's actually a heart too. <laughs> put in a plus one and then a dragon. Two. Yeah, I times think that two. Is... X. X. That's this. This a crossy one. Can um, I have a look over and see what Errol's writing? It, it's very, very badly spelt. Oh, good. Human is spelt H-U-M-I-N. Elf is spelt elf, but like two Fs. But you see that there have been three elves through. It looks like one of them was crossed out. <laughs> Oh. And then you see three humans. I have a look over. I, I say, human is spelt with an A, not an I. Oh, thanks. What and happened he, to he, misspell, he spells it again. H-A-M-I-N. Humming. <laughs> I'm learning me letters. You're welcome. No, um, slight accounting error. No, no error. Mm. Got a bit nasty, so we had to blink him, didn't we? Where'd you put the body? Well, you want to know, you Mr. Weirdo, and he walks away from you like, you're you're creepy. (laughs) Nigel, just let him through. I think we should be going. Yeah, I think so too. Go on, page your toll. He pulls the horse around. Are we likely to encounter any more toll keepers? Oh, I don't know. Where bloody hell are you going? Well, Ratu. No, we're the only ones here between there and there. Wonderful. (laughs) 
Let's see what's happening in Ritu. Mm. I'm really fighting Scan's urges. <laughs> what's going on? No, no, no. I was in like, Scan, these guys have killed an elf. What are you going to do, Scan? Uh, uh, is there anything else you want to do with Errol and Nige? Oh, Scan would have just straight up murdered them. Like, that's. Um, Errol is not gonna. I know. I know, and therein lies this. this. Therein lies the problem. As soon as he turns his back, there is a harpoon through it. <laughs> Only if you can throw well enough. Do an attack roll. So it would be a stab. Throw. Well, a stab. <clears throat> it would be a, a where um, twenty. Oh yeah, that hits three. <laughs> <laughs> um, roll me some damage, <clears throat> and it's, I'm going to ensnaring strike it as well. Oh, you don't have to. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> Roll me um, some damage. Uh, oh, yeah. No, seven. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so this harpoon just erupts through his chest, and he looks at it, and he goes, bloody hell. Um, and Nigel's he then gone. pistols, uh, draws his pistol and aims it at, at, at the bloke yeah. on the horse. Um, Nigel on the horse goes, you bloody bastard. Fires. Uh, Roland's hack. First of all. It's not so great. Uh, it's an 11. Uh, yeah, no, that misses um, by country mile. I am going to say that Charlie gets an action before I have everyone roll initiative because Charlie has basically not insufficiently grappled him. <laughs> there is that. Just gently caressing his thigh. Charlie, you can act. But after that, everyone rolls initiative. So you fired at him and missed? Yeah. He was left-handed. I'd thrown with my right hand. I'm just instinctually... So I'm just going to, like, while I've got my hand on his leg and then this gunfire goes off. Like, yeah. he's been yelling. I'm like, the fuck's going on? Gunfire. And I'll just sort of yeah, cool. chuck him to the ground. He's not grappled, but I'll get you to do an opposed strength check to unhorse him. Ah, uh, you don't have to. <laughs> I rolled a one, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. <laughs> Roll literally anything you and you flex succeed. a little and he goes flying. You twitch your pinky and he goes yeah, sailing off the horse. Just yeah. sort of, uh, and pull him oh, down. Oh. Yeah. Um, and then see scan. Would you like to tell us why you harpooned that man? They've had six people through here and not accounting us. One of them has died. All right, first question, what happened? He drew a knife and tried to stab Nige. Where's the body? Took it out and buried it, didn't we? He's over there and he sort of gestures to the right-hand side of the path. Why did he try to stab N Errol? Because Errol called him a knife here, but... Yeah, everybody is a knife here. You're in the Bastion Republic up until two days ago. Well, they, that's what I said to them before they drew the bloody knife and started making trouble, didn't I? Mm, I think you was the one making trouble, my friend. I'm <laughs> carrying out orders as I am. Look, if you want to read, and he sort of grabs the scroll that he tucked away earlier, and he goes, yeah, have a look at the bloody thing. Take it and have a look. Yeah, no, it's signed by Charles Erhart the Ninth. Is this still the toll thing? Yeah, it's the Prince of Erhart. Your orders come direct from him? Well, he signed a thing. I didn't get the order from him. Was... Who gave you the order? My commander, Davidson. David Davidson? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a legitimate... No. Oh, I, sorry, I guess I wouldn't we actually know We don't know that. that. We have no Ryland, Ryland Wood. Would that happen to be David Davidson? No, but you know him. Yes, he's a prick. No, it's Bjorn. Bjorn, Bjorn Davidson. <laughs> 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 it's two-thirds of a really Nordic name. Yeah, great. What about the initial attack on this town? When you drive out all the Bastion, who ordered that? Bloody Prince did, didn't he? Who, who actually did it? Some mercenaries? Was it you? 
Well, I wasn't involved in that particular engagement. I We're not just... accusing you of anything at this point. I mean, point. your company, Ooh. not specifically yeah, you. I know you as a bloody... person, like, look at you, you're not going to drive out a whole town of elves. Of course it wasn't going to be the bloody Urha. They're too busy with the ream, aren't they? Which, <laughs> which begs the question, where was your company two days ago? It was in Urhart territory, wasn't right. we? Hold on. How long have you been employed by the Urharts? I don't know, about five days. Okay, so it did start then. Nice. That's disappointing. Nice. Yeah. Errol! Errol's dead, my friend. Sorry about that. Well, no, I'm not sorry. <laughs> you know we had three kids, right? Three kids and an alien mother. And a what mother? Alien. Alien? Alien! Oh, she's sick. sick. <laughs> he sent nearly every shilling he earned her. You know, barring, of course, oars, but hey, still. Hey, what's your name? I, I don't care. Do you have a rapier? No, I've got a broadsword you can have if you want. Just, yeah. you know, if you don't fucking use it on me, that'd be great. I make no such promises. Um, well, you can't have it then, can you? <laughs> what if I killed you and then took it? This is a fun conversation and all. Uh, <laughs> look, um, if, you're, if you're asking me to take pity on a soldier for dying during a war then you are naive as fuck and you need to find a new profession. I'm just not confident you'll have the time. What are you asking? Because, to be honest, I'd like to walk away from this if it's all right for you. No, I don't you think You want the goal? I'll give you the goal, right? I'll give you all the... Look, buddy, we're not yes, wanting to steal. We, we will. I am. But <laughs> um, I'm going to be very clear with you. Um, you're not walking away from this. I assume everyone's standing around... Him at this point? Scan and Abella are standing by it. I don't think Charlie's moved. Okay. I need you to roll a deck save. <laughs> 20. 20? Okay, that's enough. He taps his boot on the ground and a knife point comes out of it and he tries to gut you. But he misses. He misjudges it and looks at all five of you and goes, Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> nice boot. Harpoon. Yeah, now you drive this through him um, and he's dead. I, I do it mercy stroke. It's it's not I'm not, not looking to cause him pain. I say sorry, he couldn't live. That's fine, but Scan, can you clean this up before anyone else comes by? Yeah, sure. actually we should do that. Um speaking of I do them the same courtesy they did the elves. First of all, I find oh, I give Charlie back his ducket. Keep your blood money. Alrighty, I will do that. Thank you. <laughs> um does the other guy have a bandolier of knives? He did. He had three knives. Cool. How do they compare to a broadsword? They don't. Uh, daggers are a D4. Going to get the daggers. That's also, fine. um... Use the so, knife boot if you want it as well. Yes. Uh, I'm getting that. Uh, I'm guessing it'll probably fit me. I'm like, does anyone Which else want? Which is a bit want? big on you, actually. Oh. It might fit Ryland. I don't wear shoes. No, so. it's a bit small around. I'm going to take the socks as well. Like, I'll have it. I'm imagining we have, like, a roadside trying on shoes. Looting. <laughs> yes. Yes, we do. Yeah. Uh, no, look, it would fit you. Um, All right, cool. But it would fit you or Scan. It wouldn't fit Charlie. Charlie's too big. It wouldn't fit Ryan. Charlie Ryan's too would big. not it wear it. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. And it well, wouldn't fit Nezzle. Like, if you it. wanted, uh, you Scan, can have it. Nah, fair's fair. It fits you better. You're the one that did the deed. There you go. It's a All boot. Yours. Does it match my other boot? No. No. Uh, look, you can have it. Alrighty, I'll double sock it. Someone just clean, clean this up. Like, oh no, no, I um, don't so want to get caught in what is now Earhart territory okay. with dead Earhart soldiers. Boot. No. Um, what are they wearing? Shitty leather armor. And any other like Errol? Any money? Mm. Um, no, no. It seems like uh, Nigel. 
had all the coins, which he was offering to give you, but you'd already stolen. Mm. So um, you've taken all of the toll. Yeah. What is he wearing, like, <laughs> shirt-wise? Assuming there's, like... Dirty shirt that hasn't been washed in a couple of days. Gross. No, thank you. I'm going to be having a bath in wine soon. <laughs> Could wash it there. Um, look, I, I, I say to Abella, sort of picking up on what she's aiming for, uh, you, you're in a place that was till yesterday, Bash, you know, I, as long as you're not aggressive towards them, I'm sure you won't get too knocked around as long as you're with us. Mm. Um, well, I'm not wearing that, so that is my only option. Yeah. Um, what, so Errol had knives and a, and a crossbow? Yes. Uh, and and uh, Nigel had... Broad bolts as well. Sure. And Nigel had just a broadsword. Yep. Cool. Um, and a horse. You could take the horse. I'm taking the horse. Yeah. Um, does the horse have any identifying marks? No, it's got a shitty saddle on it. It's not great quality. Is it... Is the horse itself a particular breed? Patent? Like, it, it, does it have in markings? No, it's just a, a brown is horse. It brown. Okay, so it's unlikely that someone would say, hey, that's Nigel's horse. I mean, unless someone's familiar with Nigel's horse. Yeah. No. It's it's a pretty standard uh, heart breed, although you wouldn't know that. Ryland, you would know that immediately. I would know that. Yeah. So, Ryland, well, that's a very average quality horse. Yeah. Like, not even average. It's probably, if you had to look at it and give its metadata, it's probably poor. Quality horse. That's a very poor quality horse. Cool. I take them into the woods and bury them. Yep. I'd help. After burying the mercenaries, you gather what few things you strip from the bodies and under a cloud of reproachful silence from Charlie, continue your journey to Ratu. And the site that greets you is maybe what you expected. It is a town strewn across five or six small islands in sort of like a lake. And it's all very built up. But... Apart from a few burnt-down buildings and some structural damage on the Urhut side of the river, uh, this seems to be where the ore terminates. And you can see old stone masonry pillars coming out of the water, sort of showing where deep water is for ships to come in and out. But there are no ships currently travelling as um, large chains have been erected on both sides of the town. And you can see this from your vantage point as you crest a hill. These willow trees that you were experiencing before... uh, pretty plentiful in this area, creating a sort of um, almost a Louisiana feel is the way I would describe it. But the most robust thing that you can see about this place, apart from what appears to be like drunken soldiers walking around in the main roads, is that there are a whole pile of different cargo ships being offloaded by dock workers that appear to be being guarded by these soldiers. And there is more than enough gambling houses, hordens, bars. So it's a party town, but it's a party town of ill repute. And as you approach the city, you see that someone has taken the sign of Ratu and scratched it out and replaced in very, very charming scroll, Rat Hole. Thank you for listening to this episode of There Be Dragons. I am your Dungeon Master Matthew, and Abella de Rosier was played by Angela Lita Kay. Charlie Rothhouse was played by Tristan Douse. Nezor Valgoulis, the Bard, and our sound recordist was played by Tom Moore. Scan Felspar is played by Joshua Walker. And Ryland Westfall is played by Karen Schlink. Guest voiced actress Holly Jones portrays the voice of Sister Septima. 
If you'd like to know more about the podcast, check out our website at therebedragonscast.com or you can check us out on Podbean at therebedragons.podbean.com. We also have a Twitter at tbdragonscast where you can tweet at us and talk about the show using the hashtag therebedragons. There Be Dragons is edited and produced by Matthew Buss and sound post-produced by Tom Moore. There Be Dragons' original score and soundtrack is composed and produced by Sean Tanian. You can see more of his work at seantanianmusic.com. There Be Dragons' art is produced by Brianna Manning. You can find more of her work at brepi.com. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening.